Welcome to Do It For The Gram and Enneagram Podcast with your host, Certified Enneagram Coach, Milton Stewart, where we do it for the Enneagram, not Instagram. We make moves to improve ourselves and our communities. Today, we continue our series on growth work. And today, uh, on this episode, we're talking about the Enneagram One. So, um, in this episode, there, when we get to the part that's going to be talking about growth, it's going to seem counterintuitive or very opposite to your ego, and that is okay, because uh, that means it's going to challenge you not to be so fixated and controlled by your compulsive ego. But if you are one and you're listening and you're like, no, nah, that don't sound like something that I'm doing, either you've done quite a bit of growth work or this may not be your home base if it doesn't challenge you at your core somewhere where you're like, ooh. Where your ego is like, mm-mm, don't do that. Mm-mm, mm-mm, don't know what you're talking about. Don't do that. Mm-mm. So, if you don't feel that kind of way and you're a one listening to this episode, you may not be a one. Um, or you've just done a whole lot of growth work, I guess. But it's all a process about growth, um, and it takes time, understandably. So, don't stress out. Don't pressure yourself. This is a growth journey, and we're going to relax, and we're going to let it flow. All right, so let's go ahead and get it started. Intro. Alright, so today we're working with the Enneagram Type 1. Much of the information today is going to come from Ginger's book, The Art of Typing. Ginger is um, my Enneagram teacher who teaches me. Alright, so general type description. Alright, so when a one step into the place, when a one walks into a room, they have a natural uh, focus or attention that focuses on where them flaws at, as I said down here, but it's um, where are the flaws, what things need to be improved around here. That's the automatic receptors go off like, mm, mm, that needs to be improved. Ooh, something's wrong with that. Something's wrong with that. Mm. And so, yes, that can be an issue when they allow that to come out in a certain sense. Um, but they can also be great on the positive side if you're looking at, wow, they really know how to like kind of fix up and improve things. They want things to be better. So it's the pros and cons to that as well so the false identity so false identity every um type has a false identity that the ego is somehow um producing a false way for them seeing themselves and wanting to be and so for the enneagram one the false identity is false impeccability so the Enneagram one so badly wants to be right, wants to be good. And what the ego does is says, if you're perfect and if you're good, no one can criticize you. No one can talk about you if you are perfect and you are good. And so we all know perfection 
in a sense, and especially for the Enneagram One, it's not attainable. Um, it's it's not. Um, we can work to make things constantly and consistently better, but obtaining perfection is not possible. But inside of the one's head, the inner critic, and inside of them, there's this compulsion to want to be perfect and good and impeccable, where I have no flaws and I don't have any problems because I'm doing everything right and correct. And so that's a false way of looking at, that's a, the way that their ego pushes out this false identity of them wanting to be that. Because real perfection is understanding that everything is okay as it is and it's unfolding as it should be. Which is hard for any ground one because it's like there's so many issues and so many flaws. But yep, things are where they should be and things are happening like they should. You know, and it's it's not a matter of you having to perfect everything. So I'm going to keep going on because I can go deeper into that. But that is something that I'll have to talk about on a much deeper episode because it's really deep. Um, worldview. The world is in. So here's the worldview for the Enneagram one. The world is imperfect. I must correct this. And so. On the upside, this is good in a sense, because ones want to, as I said before, improve. They want to improve things. They want to improve people. They want things to be better, which is great on one hand, because, you know, if we're going to move forward in this world, we need to improve. Uh, we need to get better. The downside of that is that feeling that you must correct it and automatically assuming the world is imperfect makes you believe that you know what perfect is and you have the standard rubric for perfect which is an ego idea that has been attached to the one. So along with the ego ideal, going on to the next uh, part, so the ego idea is another part that is um, connected to our ego, and it's pushing out this identity that somehow tries to achieve something that we really want, but it doesn't get there. It does the opposite of what we want, but it's pushing out this type of image towards people. And so for the Enneagram one, the ego ideal is the good person, always moral and responsible, never bad or mediocre. So as we know, um, if you know ones, they are doing their best to be morally correct and responsible with the things that they do and telling a one that they're like bad or something happening where they're criticized to be bad or mediocre definitely impacts them uh, heavily. And so the issue is that you can be both and still be valuable. You can be moral, you can be responsible, you can be bad at times and mediocre at stuff and still have a lot of worth and still be completely valuable. And so that's the tricky part when we, especially with the one, where you see yourself completely as one way or your ego is trying to tell you to show yourself and be like this one way, and but you have all these but you are juxtaposed to something that is a part of you. You just don't consider it a part of you because it bothers your ego. All right, so the unmet longing for the one is to experience a tranquil life, accepting the world as it is. Here's the part about it. So our ego is doing something so crazy, right? It is compulsively telling us to do something <laughs> to obtain something that we want, but it's, it's making us go about it the wrong way because it's so compulsive. And until we understand and become aware that it's doing what it's doing, we are basically slaves to our ego. 
It is making these choices and decisions for us, and we're just reacting instead of really um, thinking and responding. And so for the one, ones really want a tranquil, peaceful life. And they want to be able to accept the world as it is without having to be so fixated and so connected and um, so drained by always having to fix something. It is a lot. It's always something that needs to be fixed. They want to be okay and have serenity within this world and be like, things are as they should be. And I'm okay. Like, I definitely want things to be better. But everything doesn't have to be better. And I don't have to be the perfecter of everything because even my standards, they actually came externally to me. And now I have put them as a rubric internally and now I gauge everything against them. But I don't have to do that. I can live in tranquility and peacefulness within this world without having to always fight to make everything better or feel like everything is wrong. Does your workplace stink? because the culture sucks? Are you tired of tolerating people and wish you could all work together cohesively? Does the mere idea of going into work give you anxiety? If you say yes to any one of these, you should probably quit your job. But since you're not going to quit your job, you should contact Kaizen Careers. At Kaizen Careers, we are all about improving workplace performance. We use a unique tool called the Enneagram. The Enneagram helps individuals and organizations become more self-aware. That self-awareness lends into helping organizations with communication, conflict management, and leadership development, ultimately turning self-awareness into self-mastery and creating healthy workplace cultures so you can improve your services and bottom lines. Contact Kaizen Careers at K-A-I-Z-E-N-C-A-R-E-E-R-S.com or Milton at KaizenCareers.com or give us a call at 901 334 one six forty four, and a lot of that unmet longing comes from them also internally wanting to experience tranquil life, not just outside of themselves, but inside of themselves. And it's not just accepting the world as it is, but it's accepting themselves as they are. And that includes the good, the bad, and the ugly, and being able to be okay with themselves and love themselves and know that you're still valuable, you're still worthwhile. Even with everything that's not 100% excellent and perfect and you feel that's good within you. Also, next, thirst and avoidance. So each type has something that they thirst for and that they avoid um, at all costs. That ego is like, ooh, don't go there. It's like, oh, yes, please. Um, and so for the thirst, the ones are they're thirsty for perfection. They're thirsty for that excellence, um, that that goal of things wanting to be perfect, just right and correct. Um, that's what the ego for the Enneagram 1 thirsts for. It avoids mistakes. Uh, the ego for the Enneagram 1 avoids mistakes, tries to do it at all costs because um, the ego of the one, the inner critic as well, is basically saying when you make a mistake, people can criticize you. And that means you have flaws. If you have flaws, then that means you you lack in value somewhere, which is not true. Because we all make mistakes. And so the ego naturally wants to avoid mistakes, wants to cover up those things and say, mm, no, I'm good. I don't, I, I'm doing everything right. So I didn't do any mistakes. So you can't, um, you know, judge me or talk bad about me because of this and criticize me. Um, so that is what the ego of the one is definitely avoiding. So the thought pattern. 
the thought pattern is a fixation. And the fixation for each type is something that they mentally are constantly going over and over in their heads. And for ones, it's resentment. And this is, oh my goodness, this is interesting because whenever I type uh, different uh, Enneagram ones, the word resentment comes up and they're like, no, I'm not resentful. I don't really um, experience um, anger really that much. And I'm like, oh, okay, I know exactly you're an Enneagram one. And so Enneagram ones actually experience um, typically uh, anger quite frequently quite frequently but they don't naturally call it anger a lot of times because anger is seen as something that a good person does not do or act upon which goes along with the idea that anger is something that's bad which is not anger can be used for good or bad it's an emotion Um, but resentment their resentment actually comes from how everything just seems to be flawed and so it's a constant resentment of um, anger and frustration going on within them it's a constant because it's a loop it's it's almost like if you are if your mind is constantly wanting perfection, but it just never can get there because the Enneagram one standards and the way that they will put it a lot of times their standards are higher than most. Uh, yes, the rubric they use is super high, uh, almost perfect to the fact that it can a lot of times never be obtained or or met. And so the constant of wanting something to be perfect, but is never getting there because the standards are just way too high. It makes it really hard and really frustrating. And it creates this simmering anger in Enneagram ones. And a lot of times that anger is held back in physical ways. Uh, Enneagram ones, a lot of them hold some of the anger around their um, jawline and chin. Um, but it's also held in different parts of the body. But it's a, it's a residual kind of simmering anger that just goes on because they don't they do not express that outwardly like a lot of people do or very forcefully. Let me say that forcefully, um, like the Enneagram eight would or a nine when they explode or some other types. They try to do it in a way that still makes them seem or feel like they're doing it correct and they're doing it good. But the anger is there, which leads to the emotional pattern, which is anger which is also considered like the vice or the passion as well. And this anger is a chronic anger. It's an irritation and it's a dissatisfaction with how things are. And so that leads to just the same thing about the thought pattern where it's resentful in a sense. They're resenting all these things because they're angry about all these things. So their resentment is constantly there and it's just simmering below the surface um, until something really gets them going. And then it's a point where it's really hard for them to maintain it. Um, and they may get physically sick or they may have a random spurt of um, quick witted or strong um, anger. But it's very quick and they try to pull it back because they don't want to um, exert or utilize that energy or that impulsiveness that actually is inside because they feel it is wrong or incorrect. So that is important that as for ones that you learn that some of your impulses of those strong emotions, um, they have to be let out and let go at times too. Because either you forgive and let it go, truly let it go, not let it simmer and just be like, I'm okay with that smile, that grin, like everything's all right. But actually truly forgive that person or the situation or yourself and let it go or actually express that. In a way, and you can express anger 
even pent up being mad at somebody or something in a healthy way without it being wrong. Hopefully you have found some value in this podcast episode. You can help to keep this podcast going by supporting us on Patreon.com. Patreon.com is a site where you can support content providers. Podcasts are free to listeners, but not free for creators. It actually costs money and definitely time to produce consistent and weekly podcasts. I podcast because I want to reach people and change our community through the Enneagram. If you want to help in that by supporting me, you can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash do it for the gram. All right. So the path to integration for the one is you're going to have to work on putting that inner critic in the backseat. So when you're driving in your car of your life and your mental uh, faculty and your emotional uh, and somatic faculty, your Enneagram One is going to want to drive that car and just do whatever it wants to do and control you and make you compulsive and make you overly critical and judgmental of people and situations. Don't let it do that. Put it in the back seat because the inner critic is trying to see what can be improved in the back seat. You can be like, okay, I'm driving. What do you say? Oh, that needs to be fixed. Okay, I can communicate that with tact and love or understand that, no, that's okay. It's not that big of a deal. It's fine like it is. I can keep moving forward. And so that you don't let the inner critic drive, because when the inner critic is driving within you, it's going to come out as judgmental. It's going to come out as critical. Um, and it happens easily. It's not even in necessarily the words that you say. People can tell by the looks or the certain words you use, the shoulds and the different things that um, you do. So don't allow them to drive, because a lot of times that inner critic doesn't come out with true tact and love for and compassion for the other person or yourself, which is super important as well. All right. And so the path to growth for the ones is um, part of mine is purpose over perfection. Choose purpose over perfection, because a lot of times already what you're doing is probably going to be 90 to 95 percent better than what most people will do when it comes to organizing, detailing things. Um, and putting a plan or process together. But you've got to remember, sometimes you waste time and become inefficient because you are so worried about some details that no one's going to pay attention to. Um, and you're, you're missing or slowing down your ability to get your purpose out to the people or the society or the building that needs it. And so making sure that you choose purpose over perfection is going to be so beneficial for Enneagram Ones. Is the purpose going to be accomplished? All right, keep it moving and move to the next thing that can also create more purpose and improve a situation as well. But not fixated on it being 100% perfect. All right, practical ways. Um, I'm going to say this every single episode if you've been listening for the growth work is get an Enneagram coach. Enneagram coaches are able to see exactly what are your hangups, what are your struggles, what are your vices, what are your um, fixations, all of these things. The Enneagram coach is able to help you work through those. And, you know, counseling and therapy also help too. Um, but Enneagram cuts straight through a lot of the gook uh, and garbage that comes with trying to figure out exactly what's going on within you. The Enneagram one just cuts through it and the Enneagram coach can help you get to it quicker and faster. And I'm not saying don't get a therapist or a counselor, but I'm saying you should get one 
that's an Enneagram coach certified or an Enneagram coach that's pure because they can really help you delve down into the deep depths of your ego and help it not be so compulsive and control your life. The next practical way is um, somehow connect with nature. Um, once again, the one is a body somatic type. And so getting into nature and looking at the beauty of nature helps ones to inner critic to dial down some, help us to go down some because um, nature has this beautiful way of being perfect and not necessarily needing to be fixed. Um, it is it is as it is. And so that also helps them to bring in that thought pattern of it is what it is as in nature into themselves, into some of their lives um, and the different things that they do. Some things are as they are and it's okay. Doesn't need to be improved. Doesn't need to be fixed. And you don't have to be the perfecter of it. It just is like it is. And you can keep moving forward. Um, so making sure you get in nature. So if it's walking outside every day, if it's looking at um, certain trees or wherever you are, even if it's going out, I don't know, you may be in a desert. If it's going out and um, putting the sand in your hand and filling it and just walking outside in nature, letting the wind hit you. All these things are super important, um, especially for the one, the body type to become um, kind of integrated with the perfection and beauty of nature and understand that there is the same perfection and beauty within people, uh, processes, 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 and um, the details of life. And also another practical way that I highly recommend is plan a silly day. Activities where mistakes are welcome. Um, and it does not require you to be perfect or to do things right, but you're just having fun. It is just based on fun and there's no perfect or right way to do things. You're just doing things and enjoying life as it is um, because it's a beautiful thing to be able to enjoy life and to relax. And so that's super important. And so one thing I would definitely say, um, a question that one should ask themselves daily is what was good about my day? People, self, places, and etc. And if you need it, your inner critic is more harsh. I would say, ask yourself this three times a day: What was good about this? You know, last couple of hours, or what good came out of it? And so that's going to help you uh, to kind of combat that inner critic who wants to find the flaws and everything, where you are ask you are actually purposely finding the good in everything. You're finding something that was good, something that was whole, something that was great in the situation or the day, either from people to self to places and etc. Finding something good. Because there could be a whole lot of bad. Don't get me wrong. It could just be a really, really crappy day or crappy experience. But out of that, find something good because there always is something good. And as a seven who can rationalize anything for the positive, I promise you there is something good in everything. Okay. All right. So that's all I have for this episode. Thank you so much for my Enneagram Ones who are listening. My heart really goes out to Enneagram Ones because of that inner critic. Um, and then wanting to have things and be, uh, wanting to do things right and really want to improve. And I think um, Ones have the ability to be misunderstood a lot of times too because they can come off as judgmental or critical. But they really just want things to be better. And what's going on inside of them is so strong that it makes it really hard sometimes for them to, to pull back. So some of these things I talked about in this episode, please go back and start to work on them. I promise you it's going to help you. It's going to help you make you more whole. 
help dial down the inner critic so you can put them in the back seat um, and, and help you to really have a more um, joyful and peaceful life because ones get stuff done. But how often are you truly joyful and happy? I think it's very important that you integrate that more often in your life because you can get a lot of good things done and do a lot of things that are correct and right. But are you enjoying life as well? That's also very important. So thank you so much for listening. Please rate, subscribe and share. That is rate, which helps others find the show. Subscribe so you can get the latest and greatest episodes and share if you feel this information can benefit someone you know. If you need personal Enneagram life coaching or career coaching, I do that through my organization, Kaizen Careers Coaching and Consulting LLC. Um, I do virtual coaching as well and over the phone coaching if that's something you are into. Uh, you can contact Kaizen at you can contact Kaizen at KaizenCareers.com, Milton at KaizenCareers.com, or 334-1644. Also, if you would like to be a patron supporter, like Isidore from Canada, uh, yep, Canada, you can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. The Patreon community has more access to exclusive content, merchandise, and input on the podcast. I also love to put more things that are educational about each type so you can become a little bit more self-aware as i grow in knowledge and i grow in the study of the enneagram i want to share with you some of the deeper things and more complex understanding to the enneagram and your type and i also want to give practical ways as a seven i love things that are practical what can i do to actually improve myself um, so I drop those things as I understand and I get them and I am able to communicate with you uh, a little bit more freely and just have more access to things. Also, and you help keep the podcast going. That's very important too. But if you are in Memphis, um, please add Enneagram 901 to your um, Instagram so you can catch uh, some of the workshops, some of the classes, uh, some of the fun things we do here, uh, the meetups, the eat and meet and all the different things and so that. Um, we can build a community in Memphis around Enneagram so that we can actually improve our city. Uh, last thing, you can go to doitforthegrampodcast.com and subscribe. You'll receive a free gift. It's a PDF of each number. You can also read some really good blog posts uh, from different numbers on what it's like to be them. When a situation or place or person or room makes the inner critic go, ooh, start getting revved up, and you want to become judgmental or critical, stop, make a better decision, and do it for the gram, the Enneagram, of course. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.